I'd like to welcome Rob Johnson, author of the book Millennial Reboot, our generation's playbook for professional growth. He's former VP of digital and partnership marketing for the Philadelphia Flyers and current VP of Jackbox for Business, where he is building the next generation of interactive marketing for sports and entertainment venues to the sports marketing huddle. So, Rob, we often talk about the importance of fan engagement across all channels, both online and offline. That seems right up your wheelhouse. What's the most important lesson you learned from your experience about fan engagement that you can share? Guys, first off, thanks for having me on. This is, this is great. Uh, but for the Flyers and what I've learned over the nine years at Comcast, Beckett's Corps, and the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, it was a lot. It's a really talented group that works over there. So... You couldn't help but but take that in, you know, all on your own. But you know, the biggest thing was the change from when I entered to work for the Flyers. Uh, social media was beginning to skyrocket. Uh, websites were just being figured out and monetized, and consumer behavior was changing, not just in sports, but in other places in marketing. But you could really see it profusely in how people were reacting to the team, how just putting a video highlight out of the game last night wasn't getting it done when. You know, Sports Center or ESPN or even now bloggers would beat you to the punch in your own content. So learned a lot about making the transition to what is the modern day marketing, and that's managing a massive audience that is becoming used to having their own personalized content. So how do you do that on a grand scale? So the Flyers being a hockey team or take any team, and you have a lot of people. And we'll use Facebook just uh, for reference here, though all the social media channels have their own benefits. People will like the Philadelphia Flyers. They'll like your own sports team. It doesn't necessarily mean they love them. And you have to understand that to know if you're bombarding with content that is not relevant, if you're not relevant to them, they're going to unlike you. It's the easiest thing to do, to hold the button down to delete the app, to unlike somebody on Facebook, to hide. And that way you have no, you no longer have a connection with that fan. And that's the worst thing you can do. You've worked so hard to bring that fan into your ecosystem. So growing a fan base with casual content and how to diversify your offerings. And particularly here in Philadelphia, all the major sports teams are now doing a fantastic job of bringing them closer to what is the, the ball field or the ice or whatever it may be. It's becoming a, more of a conversation. And that's overall where you know, I think marketing is starting to head. If you're doing things that wouldn't naturally occur in a conversation, if you're making it one-sided, you're, you're not going to get that interaction that you're looking for. You're not going to get people to buy into your product. So one of the biggest things was learning there was how to diversify the offering, how to get into casual content, how to learn how to do these things on the fly because you know most sports teams do not have a massive marketing or digital media team or social team. So how do you keep up with everybody else or keep up with the Joneses of you want to be able to gif and clip uh, each of your big plays as they happen? You want to be able to have not only an infographic that tells a visual story within three seconds of what the hell is going on here, but then it needs to animate too. Otherwise, people aren't drawn into it with everything becoming autoplay. So there's a lot of learning on the fly and a lot of um, you know, leadership that takes place in order to get your staff up and running to quickly capitalize on you know, what are fleeting moments in marketing and sports marketing. 
I'm I'm curious from your perspective because this is such a challenge where especially we're talking about the team side you're right the resources are not there for the scale of content and the speed of marketing in which it's happening some teams are doing a great job but what are you seeing as the biggest challenge currently and how are you seeing some teams and brands overcome that challenge it's it's a skill set issue and if leaders hire the right people you're going to get the right offering and as some of what we talk about in the book, Millennial Reboot, it's making sure that you have the skill set and that you're able to uh, execute on the demands of what the jobs are. And, and that starts from leadership and being able to recognize that you know, we have either an opportunity here or we have um, a way to increase our sponsorship or certainly a way to increase our ticket sales by engaging a bigger fan base. And that's that's really what it becomes. It's having the people that can take a huge group that will like or just know what your team or your brand is and then bring them down that funnel or even a big circle, bring them down into now they're casual fans. They'll check the score every once in a while. And then how far can you get them down the funnel where they're the season ticket holder, where they're your avid fan base, where they will consume almost everything you put out there. And that's that's where the value is. So finding people that can do that and the skill set for it and it's just, it's a lot of change management because everything here that we're talking about today could be obsolete in six months and might, might well be, but it's having the, the right people and the leadership that is able to hire them. Well, I, I think it's funny because one of the things I say all the time is like, you know, what worked yesterday does not necessarily work today. And so it's the ability to continue to operate on the fly, learn what's working and adapt. I'm curious, you talk about obviously hiring the right skill set. What and there's many different skill sets, but what right now is the most important asset or skill set for, you know, putting someone in this type of a position? Uh, you know, six months ago, I would tell you that if you are proficient at video editing, then we can teach you everything else. Because that, that seemed to be a, one of the biggest learning curves because everything, you know, particularly in the marketing that we're doing at Jackbox Games, it has to move. It has to have uh, little subtle movements in order to get people to catch their eye because Everything on your feeds, everything on the internet has some type of motion to it. So that out of the box is a skill set that if you know just the basics, usually everybody around you can teach you the rest. But I'd say recently, you know, editing is a big part of it. Uh, being able to, and this is less of an issue with how a lot of the websites have been consolidated, but certainly years ago, being able to code in HTML. And that was important for you know, not just the website, but sending emails and making sure that you've turned from what was a unreadable email on your mobile phone to now you have a responsive or adaptive template, which is table stakes. So learning in the skill set, the basic understandings of knowing you know, how basic HTML works, how basic editing works, and being able to contribute quickly and learn and what is whatever is going to be the next fun thing. And an example would be you know, 360 video and how that started to grow on YouTube and then came to Facebook in um, you know, January of last year. Well, we bought a cheap, you know, $400 360 camera just to try it out. But the entire staff learned how to use it. We got, you know, over a million and a half reach on Facebook just trying to showcase what a new technology is. And some of the biggest growth and the funnest things that have been done in sports marketing are experiments. And they're fun. And um, whatever the next technology is, not being afraid to use it, but also having the skill set to know how to use it, that'll get you pretty far pretty fast. 
So Rob, in terms of marketing, do you think it's more important for someone to be a specialist who is awesome at one thing as opposed to more of a jack of all trades? Because a lot of the marketing world is very diverse in the number of things that you could do. So you talked about video, social media, gifts, podcasts, live streaming. So as opposed to just being like, I am an elite editor versus I can run my own media company as one person, because really that's a current standard. You just talked about how do we catch up with all of the different uh, graphics and opportunities and one person could do that, but it's also, would you rather have someone who's just a lead at one thing? And that's, that's an interesting question that in hiring, we, we always debate as well. Do you want a jack of all trades and a master of nothing, or do you want a specialist that is going to absolutely dominate their job and their role? And, you know, I always go back and forth on it. It's, you have to have the flexibility no matter what your specialty is. And if I'm talking to you know, people out with talks or teaching a class, I will always tell the group before I leave, find one skill and dominate it. And from there you can grow because at least you are the best at this one thing will get you in the door. Once you're there, you can grow out your skill set as you need to, but having that flexibility is really important. So I'd always tell people to find a skill, find something that they're passionate about that they can bring to the table and particularly the worst thing you can do in a sports marketing interview is, well, why, why are you good for this job? Well, I've been a fan my whole life. Like, no, that's not, that's not gonna get you the job. It's how can you help grow this team, the initiatives, the ticket sales, what is your specific skill? So to answer, it's both, but making sure that you are dead on with your one skill will open up the rest of the doors for you. If you could hire just one person right now, like literally that your team and that your only option was to hire one person, like what would that person's main skill set be? Analytics. I agree. I agree. So it, it's, and it, that's, that's a slippery slope too, because as you get into MarTech and start to build all of the different softwares and software stack that it takes to say, well, this person entered the funnel at this point, they exited at this point, they liked this player and interacted with this and that. You can, particularly with the size of sports stats, staffs, you can go on a little overload of, of overanalyzing and not really getting anywhere. So that becomes a slippery slope as well. But visualizing data, particularly bridging, I would say, executive generation gaps, if you're able to visually show what you're doing and the success and tie it back to money, that's the best way to get a bigger budget, to get a bigger raise, to get more staff. And so having a, a special specialist on analytics, that can only help you at this point show the case that my marketing efforts are working or if they're not, that I'm agile enough that I can take the next step to, to change and then you know, get down to the bottom line, which is typically you know, ticket sales, sponsorship, television viewing, the key metrics that you know, really run these businesses. So Rob, my last question is dealing with leadership and you mentioned it before and with the interest of growth, what can every single person do to become a better leader, even if they aren't necessarily in a position of leadership because leadership skills are going to make everybody better. So what's something that someone can work on to become a better leader? Well, the first thing you can do is uh, read my book. It's found at millennialreboot.com. That'll help you get on your way. Love the plug. The, <laughs> the way to, to become a leader, you need to earn experience. So it's showing up to meetings that maybe you're not necessarily invited to, though you know, don't get in trouble with it, but volunteer. Find something that you're uncomfortable with, and you'll start to learn a little bit about the, the individuals around you, the different roles. 
And then you can put the, start to put that together in your own mind of this is how we can do this better or how we can do it collectively to, together. And that starts to build you as a leader. So the more understanding you have about the business, your surrounding, you're not laser focused, a one video editor that never ventured out of, a, of an editing booth is not going to know how premium sales are doing that day. So you have to venture out and make sure you know what the best, what is going on with the business. And then you can start to be more of a leader. Brian and I say this often, you've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, Rob, we really appreciate the insights, and um, I look forward to checking out your book, and I hope the audience does as well. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for coming on the Sports Marketing Huddle, man. Thanks so much, guys. As always, thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the Sports Marketing Huddle on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher.